Welcome to Talks with Trav with your host, Travis Diamond. So today is a, a quick message for you guys. I want to talk about something that I, I read in a book called The Urban Monk. I read it about a month ago and it was so profound and impactful for me that I put the book down because I didn't want to read anything else until I really honed this skill. The skill I'm referring to is living in the eye of the storm. See, most of us, probably all of us, experience storms throughout life. In fact, I would say the majority of us, our entire life is a storm hitting us in every direction. Um, but the perspective that I gained from reading this book or the section of this book is that despite the fact that life is a storm, every storm has a eye. Every storm has a storm wall. Every storm has the outer bands and every storm has the eye. So I've been living my life in the storm walls or in the outer bands, just getting rained upon and just getting hit with the winds and all of that, right? Um, but the past month, the past three weeks or so, I've been, I've been really focused on living in that eye. Despite all the chaos around me, I've made the conscious decision to remain calm, to not let it negatively impact me, to not lead me, let, allow it to lead me into doing things I'm not proud of, like indulging too much in whatever it may be, or sitting down and binge watching TV or just being lazy and lethargic or, you know, whatever it may be. I've refused to allow the storm to beat me so much that it impacts me in a negative way. What I've been doing to accomplish that is I've taken a step back. I look at everything and I say, how is this impacting me? What can I do to minimize the impact? And I go. So let's say, for example, somebody cuts me off in traffic. How is that impacting me? Well, our stress levels are already through the roof when we're driving because, it, let's be real, it's really like a big game of chess or checkers with a bunch of metal objects and you don't know the skill level of anyone around you. Um, and you're, you know, you're literally putting your life on the line every time you get in the car because who knows what could happen. Um, so yeah, the stress levels to the roof. So if someone cuts you off, someone cuts me off, they're probably going to be greeted with a horn honk or, you know, a, a few choice words or whatever, depending on the situation. Um, and if I'm honest, like if my wife and kids aren't in the car, I really don't care. Um, it's just when they are, I get very, very wound up. Um, so I've been working on that and, you know, I get cut off almost every day on my way to work because there's a major road in my town that quickly goes from three lanes to two lanes, um, and people just act like the merge lane doesn't exist and they'll drive all the way down it and just jump in front of you. Um, so what I've been doing is just slowly breathing through that, just doing box breathing. Inhale for four seconds slowly, hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold it for four seconds. And I just repeat that until I'm through the traffic. And what i found is just doing something as simple as that I don't have that spike in stress when someone cuts me off. I remain calm, telling myself, hey, history, oh, excuse me, historical data shows that you are probably going to be cut off today in this area. So when I get to that area, I just do the breathing and I say, it's okay. As long as I'm cognizant, if I see someone jumping, coming down the, the merge lane, trying to jump in front of me, I'll just slow down and let them. I'm taking back control. They don't cut me off anymore. I allow them to merge, right? 
And even if it's super unsafe or inconvenient the way they're trying to do it, I still slow down and the people behind me get upset. But at the same time, it's like, would I rather have someone that sees me slowing down and braking do the same behind me and flip me off and cuss me out or whatever? Or would I rather have someone run the risk of sideswiping me because they're too incompetent to drive properly? Well, if I have to choose, I'd rather get cut out, cussed out and, you know, flipped off than get hit by somebody else driving like a buffoon. So between just the the breath and the going in aware of what could possibly and what most likely will happen and being prepared and controlling how I'll respond, that's what the living in the storm boils down to. We don't control what happens in life to us, but we pretty much have complete control over the way we respond. That's that's a, a stoic philosophy, a stoic principle. Um, and... Just having the the analogy of living in the storm eye really really just made it click for me. I've been practicing stoicism for a long time, and if I'm honest, I did a really good job for many years of keeping that in check, of not responding uh, or res- choosing how to respond to the world, not letting it dictate how I respond, but I lost that somewhere along the way, and this was a good reminder. Um, You know, no matter which way we look at it, life has a lot of challenges and a lot of struggles. And the sooner or the better you get at mitigating the damage that life has on you and choosing how you respond, the sooner and the better you'll have more control over your life, allowing you to live a better, happier, healthier life. And the goal here is not to live this pseudo-happy, positive, you know, silver lining type of life although it's very beneficial it sure as hell beats the alternative um the goal is just to simply regain control over your life over your emotional response to things you know if if you lose a loved one that's a damn storm that is pain that that really sucks and i'm not saying don't grieve i'm not saying don't be sad what I am saying is at some point you have to take control of your life. You know, anytime I lose a loved one, obviously there's the grieving period. There's and, the, and that can go indefinitely, you know. I lost my grandpa and my aunt like two years ago, and I still think about them and just randomly cry. Just randomly just tears will run out of my eyes. Or I'll think about, I'll talk to them, you know. Hey, I wish you were here to see, you know, see my daughter grow. She would have loved to meet you. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. Excuse me. So instead of letting that completely derail me and throw me in a funk for the day, I tend to think of how would how would my aunt how would my grandpa want me to want me to live my life? Am I doing them justice by living my life this way? Would they be proud of me or would they pop me in the back of my head and tell me to get my shit together? Would they tell me not to cry over them or I've cried enough? Probably. Um, and not everyone will do that, but you know, when it when it comes to my family, um, most of us have a problem with grief. Most of us don't know how to do it normally, properly. I shouldn't say normally, um, in a, in a healthy way that allows them to work through it. Um, and I'm not judging. I'm not criticizing. Uh, I'm just sharing with you what works for me. I, I tend to think about it. Um, I go through my emotional waves, and I say, "Hey, you know, they they would want me to be living a good." happy, healthy life. And one of the ways I do that is by living in the eye of the storm. You know, if you lose your job, that's a storm. 
You know, that, if that's your source of income, you're providing for your family, for your kids, for your spouse, and you're the sole source or the main source of income, it's a storm to lose your income, especially if you don't have a backup plan, especially if you didn't see it coming. Now, you can sulk and cry and play victim and, and be upset and be miserable and lose everything because you couldn't get out of bed because you're too depressed or whatever it may be. Um, or you can fight back and, you know, accept the reality that you lost your job for whatever reason it may be. And, you know, spruce up your resume and put in applications and do everything you can. Spend your time and energy focused on being the main provider again instead of focusing on being sad. I'm not saying pretend you're not sad because of something or pretend it didn't have an impact on you. Work through it. Go through your emotions, but come out of the other side as quickly as you can and take back control of your life. That's what living in the eye of the storm is. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. It matters how you respond to it. And you don't have to respond immediately. Of course, there should be a time period where you're processing and working through the things and deciding how to respond. That's the only way you can respond appropriately. But just sulking and sitting in the emotion and misery and claiming victim or whatever, however you want to look at it, letting the storm just beat and batter you and just beat you down is not the way to do it. You know, uh, last year was a pretty rocky year for my wife and I, not for our marriage, but for our personal life. Um, you know, she lost her grandmother and her father just a few weeks apart. Um, found out that at 29 years old, she's autistic. You know, we got a lot of news that was very hard to digest and swallow, and that derailed us for a little while. You know, um, see, the hardest thing I've gone through is seeing my wife suffer that way. With that being said, we work through it as best we could each day. And every day it looks different. Every day it looks different. Some days we were able to laugh and play and reminisce on the family and, and the things and just talk about what the future looks like and, and all of that. And other days, just the thought of them, you know, made it to where she couldn't get out of bed, made it to where it was just so so devastating for her. You know, and, and you know, she worked through it. And she's still working through it. It's a never-ending process. Losing someone that's close to you, you're never going to be done um, working through it. But you can definitely gain control over it. And, and it may slip a little bit sometimes, but you can 100% get back in control. Um, you know, and, and we were actually reading that book together, The Urban Monk, when we uh, came across that analogy of living in the eye of the storm. Um, and it was very, very profound to me as it was to her. Um, and like I said, we just kind of utilized the concept of living in the eye of the storm, you know, doing the meditation, doing the breath work, being proactive, really looking ahead and saying, what what problems am I going to face today? How can, how can I mitigate those? How can I alleviate those? And how can I work through them? Um, you know, if you know that Wednesdays are this day and it's going to cause a stress because you got to come home and immediately turn around and get the kids ready and out the door because they got practice or whatever, what steps can you take to mitigate some of that stress? Do you have someone that can help you out or, you know, are your kids old enough to where before you get home, you can have them ready so they're not scrambling? You know, what, whatever it may be. Is there an opportunity to have that practice or that class or whatever it is later or maybe on a different day where you're allowed to leave a little earlier what i don't know what your storm is but just figure out how to live in the eye of it and that's not to say that the storm's not going to move and start hitting you again because as you know the eye of the storm moves as the storm moves so you have to move as well um, sometimes we get hit in those walls again and then we have to go back into the eye 
So that, that, that's my message for the day. Just try to live in the eye of the storm. I hope, uh, I hope that made sense to everyone. Um, you know, cause it, it was very impactful for me. It's the, we don't control what happens, but we can control how we respond. And I choose to live in the eye of the storm and not let life beat and batter me to the point where I've surrendered. So as always, thank you so much for your time. Very much appreciated. Again, if you like this, you found value in it, please share it. Please leave a review. Um, I don't pay to have my podcast anywhere. The only way I grow is through word of mouth and organic growth from you guys. So as always, it's very much appreciated any support you offer. Until next time, you'll take care.